can destroy also. Uh, the Bible says in Genesis 1.26, uh, 1.26, God said, let us make man in our own image. How did he make man? He came and formed. He formed you out of the dust of the head with his hand. So, with hand can create, hand can make, and also hand can dismantle. Hand can build, hand can dismantle. Yes. And then when you go further, you come to understand that hand also is made for supply. Hand can supply. Philippians chapter 4, 19, it says, God shall supply all your needs according to his riches in glory. So hand supply, the hand of God can supply. And when you read Luke chapter 9 and verse 16, he said, Jesus took the five loaves of bread in his his hand, because his hand is created to supply the need of God's people. He took the five loaves of bread in his hand and he gave thanks and broke it. And when he broke the bread, the bread began to multiply. And the bread was able to feed 5,000 men. And then they had left over. And Jesus said, hey guys, gather the crumbs of the bread together. Let there be no waste. And guess what? They got in 12 baskets. And that 12 basket represent every month of the year. Uh, basket 1 for January. Basket 2 for February. Basket 3 for March. Basket 4 for April. There is basket for May. Another basket for June. Another basket for July. August, September, October. Every month of the year represent by a basket of God's supply that comes out of the hand of Jesus. How about that? Mm-hmm. That means I don't need to worry of what I'm going to eat tomorrow. I don't need to worry how I'm going to pay bills for the next month because every month of the year supply has been made by Jesus. We need to relax in confidence, trusting Jesus that he shall supply all our needs by his mighty hand. Say amen. Say with me, say the mighty hand of God. God. Amen. Now, this mighty hand of God is set to deliver somebody. I wouldn't have been here but for the mighty hand of God. I have had experiences of things that could have taken away my life but for the mighty hand of God. <laughs> uh, a pastor friend of mine was sharing his experience with me in Africa in, uh, when he was going to a countryside to share the gospel with the people there. And as he was going on a lonely road, on a lonely road, all of a sudden he saw an, uh, a wild animal just jumped out of the, of the wood and was staring at him. And he was so scared to his bones and he said, Lord Jesus, what am I going to do now? And uh, he looked at the face of this wild animal. He discovered that the guy was really hungry and was looking for what to use for supper. And he said, Lord, 
don't let these animals use me for supper, so what am I going to do? And before he knew it, the animal was coming towards him, and he turned around and began to run for his dear life. And then the animal, knowing that this guy could be good for lunch, he began to chase him. As he was chasing him, he ran so hard, running like a new car. <laughs> and then, guess what? He now say, if I keep running straight, that means I'm going to be killed. There's no way I can run as fast as this animal. He decided to swap to the other side, trying to take cover in a bush in, um, in the jungle. And he saw a big hole, a big pit around and he jumped into the pit and was hiding taking cover from the animal and all of a sudden he did not know that the pit where he jumped right there by his side he was hearing a sound something was making some kind of sound and when he turned around he saw a big python by his side and he said Jesus Jesus, his heart, in fact, it was like, it was like, what am I going to do now? And pythons in Africa can swallow a whole human being. You know, and he put his hand on his chest and he was calling on Jesus. He was calling on Jesus. And the python kind of was looking at this uh, man of God and he was calling on Jesus. He was calling on Jesus. And the python just miraculously... By the mighty hand of God, the python just turned around and began to crawl away from him. And Jesus, he could not believe. He thought that he was going to be swallowed up. He was going to be dead. He was just calling on Jesus. Lord, if it is time for me to come home, you just have to, if there is anything that will stop me from coming home to you, you have to forgive me. I bring myself under the cover of the blood of Jesus and he was praying his last prayer but the mighty hand of God protected and covered him and the, the, the wild snake just crawled away and when he opened his eyes the python was nowhere to be found give Jesus a round of applause for that How did the guy survive the mighty hand of God? Somebody here today wouldn't have been here if not for the mighty hand of God. Let me tell you something. What has happened to some of you here had killed lots of people. But you survived by the mighty hand of God. The mighty hand of God kept you alive. The mighty hand of God kept you alive and you are looking so good, so gorgeous this morning. The mighty hand of God. Thank you, Lord. Now, when we talk about the mighty hand of God, I want you to understand that you should get ready to see the manifestation of the mighty hand of God in our midst today. 
When the hand of God came upon Elijah in 1st Kings chapter 18 verse 46. First Kings chapter 18 verse 46, the Bible says, The hand of the Lord was upon Elijah, and he, he gathered his loins, he tied up his belt together, and he began to run on foot. And guess what? Ahab the king was in chariot. Elijah, under the influence of the mighty hand of God, outran Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. The mighty hand of God can make anybody on foot to overtake the chariot. The mighty hand of God can make a nobody to be somebody. The mighty hand of God can pick you from the backside of the desert and put you at the front line of destiny. The mighty hand of God can make your light to get brightened by the day. And people will look at you and say, how did you get here? How did you make it? How did you survive the onslaught of the enemy? The mighty hand of God. I pray for everybody here this morning that the anointing of God will place you directly under the mighty hand of God for your provision, for your protection, and for your deliverance, and for your healing today in the mighty name of Jesus Christ. The mighty hand of God was upon Ezekiel. In Ezekiel 37, when you begin to read from verse 1, this Ezekiel said, The Spirit of the Lord was upon me. And when his hand came upon me, the hand of God set Ezekiel in the midst of the dry bone. And he walked round about the dry bones. And lo, in the valley of the dry bone, they were very dry. And he heard the voice. And the voice says, Son of man, can this bone live? And he said, You know better, Lord. You know better, Lord. <laughs> and then the voice spoke to him and said, You're going to prophesy upon the, the dry bones and when you prophesy miracle is going to happen in the valley of the dry bones why? because the hand of the Lord was upon Ezekiel he began to prophesy and when he prophesied the Bible said there was a noise in the valley of the dry bones and there was a noise there was an earthquake in the valley of the dry bones and bones began to connect to bones and bones began to connect to bones. Why? Because the mighty hand of God has brought revival in the midst of the valley of the dry bones. I tell you there are so many things that looks dry in our lives. There are so many things that looks dry in our marriage. There are so many things that looks dry in our family. Today the mighty hand of God is going to bring the wind of revival over our life, over our family and bones shall locate each other and there shall be a divine connection in the name of Jesus. Can I hear somebody say amen? amen. The mighty hand of God made the dry bones to become a mighty army of warrior. The mighty hand of God on Ezekiel made the dry bones to turn into a mighty warrior. That's what the mighty hand of God can do. It can bring the dead back to life. It can make a horrible situation to be something glorious, something magnificent. The mighty hand of God can 
make glorious things out of something that is looks so weighed. The mighty hand of God will make the difference in your life this year. Now hear me. The difference between where you are right now and where God is taking you to is the mighty hand of God. All you need to do is to allow your hand in his hand and keep on walking his footsteps because he is taking you somewhere. God is taking you somewhere. It may not look so good now, but the future is so bright. It may look so horrible all around you. Turn around, there's something to to complain about. There is something challenging your faith and your destiny. But guess what? There is light at the end of the tunnel. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Somebody hearing me this morning, I don't know what you are going through, but there is hope for you. There is life at the end of the tunnel that the mighty hand of God is mighty enough to take you out of every situation to your destiny place. Can somebody say amen again? Now, um, there was an encounter of a woman. Jesus Christ was heading to the house of Jairus. Hmm? Jesus was heading to the house of Jairus because Jairus has pleaded with Jesus to come and heal his only daughter that was lying down about to die. And Jesus was going with Jairus, and the Bible says, behind him was a woman with the issue of blood. And this woman has suffered so many things for 12 years. But she came and she made up her mind, if I can touch the hem of his garment, I'll be made whole. And this woman came behind him through the press and touched the garment and she was made whole. I want to put to you that what healed that woman was the hand of God upon Jesus Christ that anointed him, even his clothes was a carrier of the anointing because the hand of God was upon Jesus. The hand of God was upon his ministry. In the name of Jesus Christ, this day you will become a sign to your generation. Everything about you will bring forth the glory of God. You're going to be the solution to your word. You're going to speak life to dead. You're going to bring hope to the hopeless because the hand of God is coming upon you. Now the question is, what can I do what can I do to put the hand of God at work in my life? What can I do to swing the mighty hand of God into action on Thank you, Jesus. And um, I suggest about four things you can do here that can move the mighty hand of God into action. Number one thing is you've got to believe the report of the Lord. Believe the report of the Lord. Isaiah 53. One Isaiah 53 verse 1 says, Who had believed our report? To whom is the arm of the Lord revealed? If you can believe the report of the Lord, the arm of the Lord will move on your behalf. 
Remember when Moses and Aaron was standing before Pharaoh, Moses was commanded by God to tell Aaron to, you know, to, you know, anoint the sand, to strike the sand of Egypt. And Moses told Aaron, use the rod to strike the sand. And Aaron Aaron strike the sand and the sand turned to lies upon beasts, upon animals, upon human beings and the whole land of Egypt was ravaged with lies and parasites and um, the magicians of Pharaoh tried to do the same thing but they could not do it. They told Pharaoh, we can't duplicate this one. We can't do it because this one is the finger of God. This one is the mighty hand of God. The magicians, the astrologers and all the magicians of Egypt could not do what the hand of the Lord has done. Hallelujah. He said this is the mighty hand of God. We have seen the finger of God. This day, the hand of God is bringing deliverance, healing to your life, to your body. In the name of Jesus, here today, a lot of people are going to be healed. A lot of people are going to be delivered. How is that going to happen? The mighty hand of God. Hallelujah. So you have to believe the report of the Lord and the hand of the Lord shall be revealed unto you. Number two thing you're going to do is obedience to prophetic instruction. Number two thing to do to move the hand of God to action in your life is obedience to prophetic instruction. Hmm, this is good. God instructed every instruction that God gives in the Bible by his prophet. All we need to do is to trust and obey. Trust and obey. For there's no other way to be happy in Jesus but to trust and obey. You know that song. When we work in the Lord, in the light of his word, what a glory he sheds on our way. When we do his good will, he'll abide with us still, and with all who will trust and obey. Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus, but to trust and obey. We got to trust and we got to obey. In Second uh, Chronicles chapter 20 verse 20, the Bible say that believe the Lord your God, you shall be established. Believe in his prophet, you shall prosper. So you got to obey the voice of the prophet for you to prosper, for you to experience the mighty move of the hand of God in your time. Number three. Number three things you're going to do, you have to be a true worshiper. If you want the hand of God to move into action in your situation, worship Him. Worship Him. John chapter 4, when you read from verse 23 to 24, the Bible says, that 
the Father is looking for true worshiper. A time is coming that neither in Jerusalem nor on top of this mountain shall men worship the Lord. For people are going to worship God. True worshipers are going to do that in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh for those that will do that. The Lord is so hungry for your worship. The Lord is so hungry for your worship. There's, God can do all things, but the only thing He requires you to do for Him is worship. Is worship. You got to worship Him. You are created for worship. You are created to give Him worship. When you give God worship, in your situation you are moving the hand of God over that trouble, over the challenges in your life. When the enemy expects you to sit down in depression, crying all the day long, you turn your pain into worship. You turn your pain into praise and say, Lord, I worship you because I know that weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. Lord, I worship you because I know that after I have suffered for a while, you're going to make me perfect. You're going to establish me and settle me. Lord, I worship you because I know that this situation is just for a moment but I'm coming out on the other side. I thank you, Lord, that even though I find myself walking in the valley of the shadow of death, I'm not going to fear any evil because I believe you are with me your road and your staff, they comfort me, you know. And you begin to worship God in the middle of trouble. You begin to worship God in the middle of your storm. You begin to worship God in the middle of all that the enemy is throwing on you. My God cannot sit on his throne anymore. He's going to move on your behalf because the scriptures say in the book of Psalm 22 and verse 3, it says, God always come down to to inhabit the praise of his people. God always come down to inhabit the worship of his people. The only time God moves from throne is when worship is going on. The only time God worship, I mean God, you know, move from his throne is when his people worship him in spirit and in truth. While the music was going on, I can see in the spirit when I close my eyes, God severing the sweet the praise. He was enjoying the music, the lyrics, the worship that was coming from your mouth in spirit and in truth. Any time you worship God, you create the atmosphere for His presence because God inhabits the worship and the praise of His people. So when you worship, you move the hand of God. People of God, instead of crying for the enemies to laugh, worship. Instead of, you know, putting your head down in depression, worship. Worship, worship, and square up your shoulder and say, I know God is on top of every situation. Because Isaiah chapter 6, when you read verse 1, Isaiah saw the glory of God. He saw God seated on his throne. 
My God, he never saw him running around not knowing what to do. He never saw him putting his hand on his jaw and thinking about all the troubles that is going on in the world. He saw him seated on his throne, which means he is totally in control. Tell somebody that the Lord is in charge. Tell somebody the Lord is in charge. And Isaiah said he saw his train filled temple. The magnificence of his glory filled the temple because he is on top of every situation. He's in control of everything. He knows what to do. Oh my God. All we need to do is to worship him. Worship. Amen. Amen. When you worship God, guess what happened? And then we're going into prayer right away. Thank you, Jesus. When you worship God, you move his mighty hand, number one, to heal. When you worship God, you move his mighty hand to heal. Number two, when you worship God, you move his mighty hand to break all forms of addictions that hold us bound. Number three, when you worship God, he moves in his power to restore everything that the enemy has stolen from us. When we worship God, he moves and breathes the breath of life upon dry bones and turns them to a mighty army. The mighty hand of God can only be moved when we are in the atmosphere of worship. And so this morning, <laughs> I we are going to be ministering and be praying for people. When you get home, begin to cultivate the habit of worship. Make up your mind, make conscious, conscious effort to worship. Oh, you are in the bathroom, worship. You're driving, worship. <laughs> in the grocery stores, worship. At the Walmart, worship. Wherever you go, worship. In Psalm tw- uh, 34, verse 1, David said, I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. I love that scripture. And when you are a true worshiper, and you are worshiping him all the time, leave all your worries to him. He handles it. All your worries about how my children will come to know the Lord, leave that to him. Your children, no matter where they are, they are coming back to him. Keep on worshiping him and watch his hand move on your behalf. 2019 is a wonderful year that God's hand will move on your behalf to handle all challenges in your body. I prophesy today by the power of the Holy Ghost that the hand of God will reach out to your body 
and remove every sickness and disease out of your body. The mighty hand of God is going to refine the organs of your body. He created you. He can service you. He can service the systems of your body. After you drive a car for a while, you take it back for servicing, right? The Lord is going to service your body today by his mighty hand. And you're going to leave out of this sanctuary a brand new man, renewed, rejuvenated, revitalized by the power of his mighty hand. How will you feel when the mighty hand of God do some framework on your kidney today? How will you feel when the mighty hand of God refix your heart and the heart condition stop from now? How will you feel when the mighty hand of God touch your head and the migraine is gone forever? How will you feel when the mighty hand of God touch your back and the pains on your back disappear? How will you feel this morning when the mighty hand of God <laughs> come upon your life and you see yourself you know, in another realm of spiritual experience? How will you feel when the mighty hand of God, oh my God, touch you and Recreate all the dead cells, all the nerves that broken down. Reactivate everything that's not functioning properly in your body. How will you feel? I will feel blessed. I will feel happy. I will feel joyful because I can't wait to see the hand of God do some miracle. All that is required. As we stand up to pray, is just to believe. In Mark eleven twenty two, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Verse twenty three: For if you shall say to this mountain, "Be moved and be cast into the sea," and will not doubt in your heart. But believe that what you say is going to happen is going to come to pass. Verse 24 says, For what things soever you desire when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. That's the scripture. In Hebrews Hebrews 11 verse 6, without faith it is impossible to please God. God want to be pleased with you this morning by activating your faith. And how can your faith be activated? Romans chapter 10 verse 17, say faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Oh God. Something is about to happen in your life. God's about to give you a praise report. This week, the Holy Spirit showed it to me that somebody is going to get a miracle this week. I hope that should be you. Who, who, who wants who want to receive miracle this week? Yeah, you got it. You got it. If you want it, you got it. You got it. 
who want miracle in his mailbox this week? Oh, okay. All right. You got it. Tell somebody you got it. I want to pray with you. Can you please stand up to your feet, please? Thanks for taking time to uh, join us for Freedom Online today. I sure hope that uh, what you've experienced and heard has been helpful and relevant for your life. And I just want to tell you that if anything that you heard today really struck a nerve with you and you just feel like, man, I'd love to talk to somebody further about that, there are folks who would love to talk with you. I'd love the chance to talk with you. And there are a variety of ways that you can get in contact with us. On our website, you'll find links uh, to be able to email me or any member of our leadership team. We'd love to hear from you. Or you'll see a number at the bottom of your screen that you can call to get uh, through directly to us. We'd love to talk with you further. Uh, anytime that you're in our area, we'd sure love the chance to get to meet you personally. We'd love to have you come and worship with us at Freedom Church. Thanks again so much for tuning in, and we hope to see you soon. Take care and have a great day.